to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Moore fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. Score! Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Lindland. Fired it down and Whitmore blew it. He bounces down to Bergeron. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over the Rossi gets loose and Bergeron scores. There are three ways you can support the show. We are available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on TheHockeyWriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin. Hello, Bruins fans. I'm Mark, and welcome back for Episode 52 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Beast from the Northeast Sports Clothing Company. If you're in the market for some one-of-a-kind Boston sports designs, please go to Northeast Beast and enter... Listen to promo code Black and Gold for 15% off future orders. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to help cut the cost of running our podcast and website, please go to blackandgoldhockeyblog.com and click on the Amazon banner to the right of the screen. We would certainly appreciate the support. Um, <laughs> that was difficult, but um, I'm excited, and I, I, I know I'm here early. I... I was supposed to take a, some leave of absence, but um, the Bruins made the damn playoffs, and I just cannot stay away from this. So, Rob, Court, welcome. Um, how how do you guys feel about getting back into the postseason? It is amazing, awesome. Feels great. Uh, also, uh, I, I did check back. You both predicted that this wouldn't happen at the beginning of the year. I just want to add that in, and then we yeah. keep going. Guess who just went back to the intern label? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also, no one saw the coaching change coming. No, but you Without both... that coaching change, there's no playoffs. I Rob, you actually had them in, and then you changed your mind. Yep. From what I, I went back yeah. and listened. Yeah, you I, like, th- I thought you had them getting in the last spot, and then you're like, yeah. actually, no, no, they're not. I thought they were going to do the same as last year and miss out by a point. Yeah. Well, regardless, oh. this is um really exciting time. So, uh, I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing Ottawa, but um, it's going to be one of those drawn out series. Um. Yeah. They play a real tight defensive style, uh, more of a trap. So uh, You can call it boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean it is it's boring hockey. And from the four games that we saw during the regular season, um I wasn't impressed. I mean, I watched every one of them, but I wasn't impressed with the style that they played. But it yeah. it, it worked for them. It got yeah. them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and that, that's what the New Jersey Devils used to do when they were like regular postseason exactly. team. They just Force played it. the trap. Champions. Yeah. So it's also just, what he did when he was in Tampa, and yeah. Oh. So yeah. Well, the uh, the Bruins finished uh, the regular season with a seven and three record. And clinched on the la- very last day of the year um, with help from other teams, uh, including Toronto and, uh, and Washington in their scenarios. So um, good to be in the postseason. Um, definitely wanted to, uh, to break down some numbers that, that I kind of went through. I, I think Court's got some, some good tasty numbers too. Oh, yeah, I got a couple. But um, the the Sens en- ended the the season in twenty second place in goals, twenty first in goals against, and twenty second on the PK. Um, Just steal my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. No, it's okay. 
But they were also tenth in goals against. Yeah, yeah. But in the last ten games, the uh, the Fenders are uh, nine and one against the Bees. So this is going to be a real tough series, no matter what. I think it's going to be a real grinding, uh, big hit. A lot of um, you're going to have to really work hard to get what you uh, to get a win out of out of these four out of seven. And it's the type of playoff hockey where we're probably going to see an injury. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, well, we've already seen two right off the bat. Um, what, what kind of luck is that? That lose our two top defensemen in the last two games of the year. And one of them was in a game against Ottawa. Yes. Ottawa also was the only team to make the playoffs that had a minus goal differential. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a good stat. They're minus two. So... If if you look at it, like to throw some stats out there, if you do head to head on the goaltending, because it's pretty much the key in the series, you got Tuco with a two point two three, you got Anderson with a two point two eight. Um, Anderson has twenty five wins in sixty five games, and Tuca has thirty seven wins in sixty five games. Anderson has the better save percentage, but not by much, with a nine point nine two six, and Tuca with a point nine one five. But you you look at Tuca's got the playoff experience, and that's the Bruins have the playoff experience. If you see from what we're all reading in the media lately, um, a lot of people have the Bruins winning this series. They yeah. have them winning in six and seven, but they have the Bruins winning. Yeah, that's that's exciting to hear. Um, I like the odds. Um, see what happens. You know, it remains to be seen. The Bees haven't been around the playoffs for the past two seasons, so uh, should be exciting regardless. The signings they went over the summer. If you if we look at them now, uh, the Moors and the Bacchus, they're they're playoff signings. They're not uh, regular season guys. Moors has yeah. a history of playing great in the playoffs. Um, every team needs a guy to step up and be that guy, be that Claude Lemieux, um, minus the penalties. Uh, and you we have we have guys like that. Like I, one of the dark horses I have on this team to have a great playoffs is Nash. Because yeah. he had a good at the end of the season when we needed him in those playoff type games where we needed to win, he played very well. So did Moore, but Nash somehow, you know, started getting points. We're going to get our usual guys. You've got your Krejci, who is um, actually one of the top twenty uh, points per game in the playoffs with a point eight three points per game in the playoffs. Uh, so that's with the likes of uh, the Malkins, the Crosbys. He's, he's our he's our best point guy. He's going to hopefully continue his success that he has in the playoffs, but you're going to have to have those dark horses that always step up and, and come out of nowhere. And I, I think that's more Nash. Yeah. Well, more when he was, I think it was Pittsburgh. He was with, he was almost, uh, I think he was a 0.8 uh, points per game player, like a 0.8 points per game. And he didn't have much to do during the regular season at that point either. So, I mean, it is the bottom six are probably going to be the guys who get the goals, I think, especially in the first round, because I think they're going to lock the top six down uh, with the way that they play the trap. I think they're just going to concentrate on the top six and hope the bottom six can't score. So, but if you look at if you look at both teams, I mean, there's playoff experience spread out between both, but I'd probably give the Bruins the advantage with. You got Bergeron, who can play with. It seems like you could take his head off and he'd still play. Um, David Krejci just puts up points like it's nothing in the playoffs for some reason. Uh, and then you've got Marchand, who's his best year yet. Uh, you got David Pasternak, who's having his best season so far. There's just there's players out there who've who just overproduced this season. And you can't see it not happening in the playoffs as well. The only the only thing I would, you know, warn Bruins fans: don't be surprised if Pasta doesn't light it up in the playoffs in the first round. Oh, yeah. it, it, it is his first time, uh, and Ottawa is going to focus in on him, and it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see tonight's game. Like I can't wait to see the fact that you know we have our guys that know what the playoffs are about, and we have the guys that can explain to the guys in the playoff what the playoffs are about. But it is a totally different animal. As I said to a lot of people this week, people are like, oh, who do you got to win? I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's a totally different – it's like a brand-new season. Yep. Yeah. It's, a to, it's an up-tempo game. It is, it's a totally different brand of hockey that we're about to see, and we're going to see a lot of new new faces in the playoffs. 
And it's going to be very interesting. Like, if you look at it, Boston has the seventh best power play in the league. And believe it or not, Ottawa has one of the worst power plays in the league at 17%. They have one of the worst penalty killing at 79.7%. And we have one of the best penalty seven. We have the, the best penalty kill and the seventh best power play. And for the playoffs, that's huge. If we have Tuka Rask, the only caveat to that is I really do feel that Tory Krug played a crucial point on our power play. Yeah. Crucial. Um, hopefully, uh, one of the guys can step in and be that guy. Back or if he comes back, we don't know. Uh, Court to touch on the uh, power play. Um, the bees had five power play goals on eight chances against Ottawa in the regular season. Uh, Correct. That's um, that's a good stat right there. And I mean, yeah, if 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 Ottawa can definitely stay in the box uh, a lot. A lot more in this series, we could definitely take advantage of that because it's obvious that the Bruins have uh, exposed a weakness uh, during the regular season uh, with a man advantage. So, Boston averages about ten minutes a game in the box, which is not good. Uh, it's not a great stat to have. The other, only concern that I had that I, I like was looking into some stuff. Now Boston is second in the league for shorthanded goals with ten, but. Ottawa is not far behind with seven. So uh, we do have a great penalty kill, but we do have the tendency, and we've seen it all, all year, to give that odd man rush because we're trying to score some goals. Guys like Marchand try and score goals while he's out there on the shorthand. He tries in his in, in our zone, he's trying to prevent. But as soon as that puck gets out of there, he's looking to score a goal. Yeah. So it could cost us, especially with their 1-3-1. One, one, when we're 5-on-5, five five, the, the scariest thing about that trap is, and it's kind of sounds Sounds weird, but the fact that Krug is not playing, it might be able for us to learn because Krug is one of those Russian defensemen, and a Russian defenseman is what can get caught in the one-three-one and create odd odd man rushes. When yeah. we don't rush and we just try the dump and chase and try and bang them in the first period and get them off their game, this will allow the forwards to generate the offense instead of the D. Which I know with the Cassidy system, we've been watching that 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 defenseman jump in, but it might help that we try not to do that and just try and dump and chase and bang them and, and out hit them and out, out chance them, get guys in front of the net. Well, the thing He's, is as well, when, when you play Ottawa, you, you've got guys like, uh, is it Borowicki, the guy who Marshan yeah. upended that time? Th- there's guys like that who have, if you get under the skin, you can, you can make them pay for it. And Marshan's done that a few times with a guy like Borowicki where he'll just go at him and go at him and go at him and finally he snaps and gives us a power play. And I think that's what you're going to see a lot of. And one thing I was going to say is it's interesting with some of the signings that they've made uh, from um, like juniors and NCAA. Some of the guys prove to be those scrappy, grindy guys in the bottom six if they make the team. Because you have guys like Anders Bjork who's fast and he'll go into the corners, but then you've also got like your Jesse Gabriel, who is basically the second coming of Marsha, and if you look at it, uh, the way that he plays, he's definitely more of a pest role, but can put up points as well. So it'll be good to see if those guys are used in this first first round, if they're brought up. So... Well, we we do, and I'm sure we're going to touch on it later. We do know one of two yeah. of two of those, you know, JFK and McAvoy are going to play. Yeah. So, but like I said, I think I think there's guys down in Providence that will get call ups for this playoffs because I I I see us getting beaten around quite a lot as be, for being a physical team. I think we're going to see a couple of injuries this playoffs with people trying to prove themselves a bit too hard. Yeah, the uh, they're definitely going to call up some black aces for this playoff run, so uh, I'm going to be surprised yeah. to see players like Matt Grizzlick, um, uh, who else? Maybe to- uh, Tommy Cross. That's definitely yeah. a possibility. Um, so... Uh, just some uh, some numbers that I, I cooked up this morning. Uh, in 134 regular season games, the Bruins have a 74 and 41 and 11 record, and are 27, 21 and 7 in 57 games at Canada Tire Center. 
while the Senators have a 24-28-3 record at TD Garden with 60 games played. Um, thinking about those numbers, the home and away record, um, my, con- my concern about the series is they've never seen each other in a playoff match in, in their, in the, uh, since Ottawa came in in 93-94, uh, I believe. Is that a concern at all, or is this just uh, an extension onto the regular season? I think, if anything, I-, I was saying during the regular season that Ottawa is one of the teams that we seem to be starting a big rivalry with. Like, it's getting a lot more nasty during the games. Uh, and I think this playoffs is just going to prove how nasty it can get. And I think it's going to be... A hundred percent different to what we've seen during the season against both teams. Nice. Um, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed and I'm kind of like lost of words right now because I can't freaking talk right. Mm. But uh. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, I just th- there's there's teams out there that I would have rather gone up against, but when it comes down to the matchup that we we could have chose, which is between Ottawa or Washington. I think Ottawa is definitely the easier team to beat this season. Oh, absolutely. I'm all for this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was very nervous when it came down to it because I thought for some reason that there was no way we get lucky twice. <laughs> and I didn't think we were going to manage to get Ottawa, but they pulled through at the last minute. And like we've been clutching those last three games. The games that we've had to win, we've won. We've pushed through, and I think the team looks a lot stronger for what they've done at the end of the season. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Right. Um, Yeah, so Charlie McAvoy, the McAvoy mania uh, has been in um, full force for about two months now, and uh, now it comes to a fruition that he will get in the lineup tonight and, in fact, get yeah. his first professional experience. And do you think the pressure is going to be on him? Because I've read a couple articles that, uh, and and I'm not I'm not trying to down anybody in their in their talents when they write, but. When they when they say that they're leaning, they're gonna the Bruins are gonna lean heavily on McAvoy's talents uh, on the blue line. Uh, that concerns me about a little bit too much pressure. Yeah, especially for a kid who's what played four games of professional hockey. Yes. So well, not even that because he was out of the lineup the other night. So three games. Yeah, three games. Um, he had two assists and. Um, uh, four shots on goal. Five shots on goal. Yeah. Um. I just. I think the only the only thing they should be leaning on him for is on the power play. I think. If anything, his talents are maybe a little bit of an upgrade from Krug's. I think Krug looks to shoot too much, whereas McAvoy is more of a more of a passer. He'll find a seam to the front of the net. Yeah, and he's very um, mobile too. Yeah, and we saw, if, if anyone watched the Providence games, some of the passes that he pulled off from the blue line were, like, there was one uh, there was one where it was like a slap pass to the side of the net to one of the players. Yep. Um, there was another one that was a, a saucer pass past two defensemen uh, to the far side of the net. And he, he, he made some really good chances for the Providence Bruins. Um, I just, I think... He'll bring it to Boston, but will it be in game one? Maybe not. Uh, I think the nerves will be there for him tonight. But I think the more he plays, the smoother he'll get. Um, But don't expect this Drew Dowdy-type player to be out there this year because the guy still has some edges that need smoothing off. Sure. And they've already announced, well, for the time being, he's going to be paired with Kevin Miller uh, on the Kevin Miller, on the ice right now uh, for the first game. Uh, but Cassidy did say that could change because he originally tried him out with, 
I believe in the first practice he was with Lyles. Second practice they had him out with Chara. And now he's going to be out there with Miller. So we'll see. Um, I haven't well, watched enough of this kid to have yeah. a huge opinion on him, to be totally honest. And I want to reserve that opinion until I actually watch him play a professional game. Yeah, no, and yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And and to me, it's good to uh, have him practice with all the members of the defensive core. Uh, go up and down the lineup to see if you can find chemistry with a kid and, 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 the, and a veteran. Uh, I, I'm definitely all for that. I, I just don't... Maybe in game one, it wouldn't be bad to be a, a, a bottom bottom six, a bottom yeah. two, uh, I'm sorry, but... Uh, and then kind of work your way up with when you get more experience. I know it's uh, game one in the playoffs, and it's tough to get... Uh, a, a grasp on on the professional level, you know, in your first day. But uh, I'm excited to see what what he has to offer. I liked his game in Providence. I thought he played a real head uh, heady game. Um, that's a word that I use. Uh, and and I'll explain what I mean is is he's always got his head up and he's looking at the play. His vision is very good. Uh, he's got uh, good stretch pass uh, abilities. Um, he hits. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He can throw his body around. But the way I like about him and his hitting is he doesn't overcommit. He'll take the. He'll give the hit when he knows that the puck is not in in a certain um, vicinity. So yeah. he's able to get back into the play fast and ahead of it. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. But at the same time. Like when when you were talking about the the pairing of him and Kevin Miller, I think that's out of the the guys the five guys that he could play with. I think that's probably the best guy for him because Kevin Miller's shown that he can be a mobile defenseman this season. Yep, he carries the puck very well. Yep, uh, every time his defense partner's got the puck, Kevin Miller is about six foot behind him, ready to cover the play. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to jump up when he doesn't have the puck. No, he's, um, he scored the game winner against Chicago in that three-two win. Yeah, yeah, and he. Oh, Vesky think <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have rather had him with McAvoy and let McAvoy do what McAvoy does um, than him be with a guy like Adam McQuaid, who we've seen sometimes maybe struggle to take a pass. At certain points, he's not the greatest at handling the puck well, especially when it gets hustled. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a guy like John Michael Lyles, who's a veteran of the game, play with a guy like Adam McQuaid fits perfectly to what Tory Krug was with Adam McQuaid. Sure. And, and and let's be honest, the fact that they signed McAvoy and burned the year makes me think yeah. Tory Krug will not be back for the playoffs. It's just my opinion. It's not fact. It just it's something about it I don't like. It doesn't smell right. Um, it it does make me think of him not being with Char right away. That they are guesstimating that Carlo could be back because they'd rather not mess up the chemistry yeah. and try and find chemistry with somebody else. Because when Carlo comes back in, he's going slotted right back in there. Um, yeah. Oh, somebody was on the Sports Hub yesterday. Oh, it was uh, Matt Bolesky. Matt Bolesky yeah. was on on that program yesterday and mentioned and leaked something that he um, was not supposed to say. And it was about Carlo practicing. And uh, in fact, that he was on the ice, but then kind of like turned it away and made it into another story. So, yeah, Yeah. because I I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I watched the play, you know, we all, I still say it's a dirty hit. People tell me I'm wrong, but, I grew up playing hockey, and, and, and the rule was you see a number, you stop. Yeah. Um, he, he saw a number, and he kept going. So to me, regardless of the outcome of the player getting hurt or not hurt, uh, it should have been a penalty. It, whether it should be a suspension or not, that's up to the NHL, but it definitely should have been a penalty. But that's neither here nor there now. So right. From one of the angles of the video, it looked like he'd hit just under his eye on the, on the, uh, the barrier. Yeah, I think it might be a concussion. But that's so, just, once again, my I, opinion. But I don't know if maybe it affected his vision for a bit and that's why they kept him off the ice, just to 
be a hundred percent sure it's not a concussion. Right. Um, oh, they would know if it's a concussion by now. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, if it's if it's something to do with his vision, you don't want him on the ice. Uh, especially when it's a clutch time like this to get to the playoffs. So, I mean, it could be one of two things. So, I, I think he's going to be back by probably game three. Yeah, that's which good. which is what next Tuesday. Yeah, so. the, yeah. The Dixie Chicks are in town in Ottawa, so we have uh, game one tonight, which is uh, I'm yeah. pumped up for. I can't wait. And then there's a three day break, and they go into uh, Saturday at three o'clock. So, but it, it's, as as a as a Canadian, I have a regardless whether the Dixie Chicks are there, they might have put this game on Saturday, regardless, just because uh, it's hockey night in Canada. They try and put as many Canadian. Canadian teams playing on Saturday as possible. Yeah, if right. you look at an NHL schedule, look on a Saturday night. Almost every NA, every Canadian team is playing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it is what it is. I know they're saying the Dixie Chicks, but it just worked out the greatest thing in the world for CBC in Canada. Right. Uh, oh, on a, on another note, I ran into Doc Emmerich at the airport last night. Oh, <laughs> did you? So I guess he's yes, So I guess he's doing the Leaf game tonight. Nice. Oh boy, what else? Oh, um, we got to touch on Marshan. Uh, cause we we have not been here on since uh, his uh, incident, I believe, right? Yeah, we can just call it what it is. It's stupidity. Yeah. Uh, what's up? I I just don't get this guy. Um, you know, I know you say things and you do things, but he just to me he doesn't get it. Uh, a great player, uh, definitely an important part of this uh, Bruins team, but he's got to—he's uh, really got to buckle down and like and stop the selfishness. I just think that he's—he's he's really putting the team in uh, in jeopardy when he does stuff like this. And when's it time for the for management to come down and just say, "Listen, you know, it may." Maybe we ought to threaten you with a with a fine if you you know if you do it. Well, this did cost him a lot of money. Oh yeah, a ton. He ended up with thirty nine goals, and and we all know I think it was a hundred thousand dollars he lost by not getting that fortieth goal. But as I said at the beginning of the year, I, I even wrote an article about it, and I got chastised by every single Bruins fan out there calling me an idiot. But you know it is what it is. When when Marshan last year got his five game suspension, I. Still to this day, say we would have got, we would have made the playoffs last year if he doesn't get a five game suspension, and then he gets yeah. suspension again this year. And I said, you know, it's a good way away the bad. I at the end of it, I said, you know, the it does outweigh his point production and what he brings to the team does, but he can just tone it down like a smidge, like just still do the hits, still do the get mucking up in the corners, but just take your stick and don't stick it in someone's nutsack. Like, yeah. really, yeah. Like, come on. Me, and, and I know people complaining that Crosby did it. You know what? Yeah. Get over it. They're going to look at Marchand. There's nothing you can do. You can keep pointing the finger at somebody else, but, but guess what? Nothing happened to Crosby. So right. move yeah, on. Yeah, but at the same time, Marchand is an, a, a repeat, 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 repeat offender. Yeah. First first and, guy ever suspended for a spear. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing, the thing to me is with Marchand, he's not doing doing he's not a Vander Kane, he's not doing stupid stuff in the off season. Even though I mean when they won the cup, yeah, there was some <laughs> stupid stuff. But hey, well, hold on. They blame that on second and they sent them packing. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, we've all seen the pictures of Brad Marsh and drunk. I yeah. mean it's it's yeah, hilarious. It has, be, it has to be Sagan's fault, I'm being sarcastic. The thing is as well, you always see the lighter side of it, especially with <laughs> can you remember the thing on behind the B? Where it was, uh, I think it was Christmas time, yeah. And it was like him reading the book about the little pest, and he gives a little wink, yeah. <laughs> like they know he's a pest off the ice and on the ice. They know like everything about him. But, but to me, I think most of the things that he gets suspended for aren't really that terrible. Like I get a spear to the nuts is bad, but he isn't clipping him around the side of the head with his stick. Like, no. He isn't, but what he's getting suspended for is stupidity. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, but I'm saying that. But some people call it like, oh, my God, this is like the worst thing someone could do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Todd Bertuzzi? No. 
Like no, I, I, Monty McSorley. No. Yeah. Exactly. No, th- those are all bad, but any of these people that say Marchand's a pest and that he's the dirtiest player ever would have him on their team any day of the week. It's oh, yeah. it's just he's costing. He's such a good player that when he gets suspended, he costs his team. And I can guarantee you this did not go over well this time. When he came in the dressing room, when everybody got back in the dressing room after that game, certain individuals, and I'm sure Brad uh, Bergeron, they had a conversation with him. And it wasn't oh, like, yeah. all right, buddy, we'll let this one go. It was, you're an idiot. Yeah, smarten up. Wake up. Well, also, have you not seen um, Char on the bench recently? Um, there's a couple of times where it's gone to TV timeout, it's come back, and he's letting someone know that they've done something bad. Yeah, which is amazing. I uh, never, I never think that's a bad thing. Did you not see him telling Colin Miller off last? Uh, was it last game or the game before? Uh, I think it was the Washington. He scratched game. one of them. I can't remember. It was the Washington yeah, but... game when Miller scored. No, no. Uh, someone else scored against us and. Colin Miller had done something wrong and it cut, like, after the timeout, it cut to him on the bench and Charo was just ripping into him. Like, you could hear shouting, but you couldn't tell what he was saying. And uh, that's good to see because we haven't seen that Charo in a while. Um, I think going into these playoffs, I think if anyone is the deciding factor, it's Charo. That guy is going to log so many minutes. Um, I just think if it comes down to anything, it comes down to the captain. And if that guy's still got what we've seen in the playoffs before, then I think we're going past the first round. Uh, oh, yeah. And it, and it, I think it does come down to the guy between the pipes. Oh, goal yeah. is going to be so huge in this series. And they're both great goalies. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Craig Anderson is a good goalie. No ifs, ands, or buts. So, I think Tuke is a better goalie, but Anderson's a good goalie. And Anderson's playing for something this year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely emotion on his shoulders. Yeah. All right, just uh, let's wrap up this uh, this Marchand ridiculousness and I, I gotta ask you guys something before we before we walk away from it now that he's back and the Bruins are in the playoffs what type of player do you see Brad Marshawn bringing to the table uh, sorry what? that scores scores is gonna be scoring us key goals when we need it his type of brand of hockey that he brings to the table is perfect for the playoffs Perfect yeah. for the playoffs. And it's perfect for this matchup, too. Yep. Do you know what I think we're going to see? Oh, I think, think we're going to see the ring kissing, <laughs> like pissing off the other team type of <laughs> this guy, This guy is going to be the, the cockiest guy you've seen on the ice in a long time. If he scores a goal, there's going to be celebrations. Like, if this guy does anything, even if it hits someone, he's going to give him a little wink. <laughs> Or like blow him a little kiss because we know it's going to happen. He's going to he's going to piss the entire team off. My favorite Marshan playoff goal was the one against Pittsburgh. Remember when he was fighting with Matt Cook? And oh he makes, yeah. He makes fun of him, takes the puck down, and scores. Yeah. I I still think one of the best moments of recent playoffs is uh, you know when Sidney Crosby was trying to go at uh, Chara. And then he turned around, Chara didn't want anything to do with it. He turned around, went towards Rask, and Rask kind of fluttered the gloves a bit, and you saw Crosby back off. <laughs> and then when they swept them, oh, my God. Like, th- this is what I mean by a lot of people are saying, oh, well, Ottawa beat us all this year, and they swept us and blah, blah, blah. But can you not remember when Pittsburgh were one of the most dominant teams in the NHL, and then we swept them by four games? Right. Playoffs a great is series. a new season. Like, it's a totally different season. It doesn't matter what you've done all regular season. Look at Washington. The, the amount of times they're President Trophy winners or they're in second place and they just don't make it anywhere. Yeah. Or the time they beat us in the first round. Well, when we were favored by far and Brayton Holpe all of a sudden decided to be like, yeah, not so much. 
not not to not to get off topic or anything like that, but I mean we are a Bruins podcast, but I find it very interesting how Washington is is structured right now, and and look at that structure and think how many players due to cap casualties are going to be gone next season. Like TJ Oshi has a has a very big contract. I mean he's got a big number. Um. Yeah. He, I believe, he needs to be resigned. Um, yeah, he's an unrestricted too. And Shattenkirk. Yeah, Shattenkirk. They knew when they dealt for him, he wasn't coming back. Right, right. But you, Carl you, Olsner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's a that's someone who's going to get a hell of a lot of money. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, they, if you want, if you want a player who's exactly the same as Adam McQuaid but can pass and score, that's Carl Olsner. I'd love to have him on the Bruins, but he's going to cost someone five million yeah. plus. The, right. the media in Toronto has already pretty much put him on the blue line in the in the Maple Leafs uniform next year. Oh, my oh God. yeah, they have everybody in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, they're one of the teams who have the cap space. Yep. and yep. have the bright future to go. Yep. We want you, and the, everyone will say yes. Yep. Evan Chat and Kirk, you'll come in. Like, uh, I, I've been hearing Alsner, uh, and the from the media, what I'm hearing, you know, Shattenkirk wants to go to the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers, or possibly yeah. the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's a he's a New York uh, fan of like the entire of New York, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sabers got cap space as well. So. Connecticut boy. Yeah. Wow. So, but uh, the problem is, if if a guy like him goes to the Sabers, you've got a guy like Ristolainen on the top pairing. Are you going to play two right-handed D-men up there? No. So I, I could see him going to New York. We brought uh, McAvoy in the well, lineup when we needed a left shot. Well, yeah. yeah, but at the same, I I thought they were going to bring up Grizzly. I really did. I, I, I was saying this when Krug went down. I went perfect replacement is Grizzly. Yeah, the fans would have rioted. Oh yeah, it would have yeah, been a riot. But at the same time, I I also tweeted out about the uh, McAvoy contract, and I was saying that. It actually makes sense that you would burn a year off, sign him to a bridge deal, yep. let all these contracts wear out. I mean, if you can sign, like if you can get him for two seasons, sign him for say three, four years on a bridge deal, and then by that time, guys like Bacchus, Krejci, Bergeron have all ended their contracts and probably re-signed for less than they're on now. I mean, you've got Charas going. Uh, like everyone's everyone's money will deplete by then, so it it does make sense. Whereas I think if he signed a three year deal and by the end of that three years he was a like one of the best defensemen in the NHL, he'd be wanting a hell of a lot of money on a team where we can't afford a lot of money. So it might be good, might be a good thing, might be a silver lining. You guys got anything else that uh, you might want to touch on? Not really. It's like uh, so, so much anticipation for this game. It's unbelievable. I know. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I, I, well, it's players to watch for, for Bruins fans. Obviously, Eric Carlson. Um, the, 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 the scary thing about it is we all know he's, he's got a wonky leg right now. Um, and he, was, and he, he does look injured still. Uh, but he did get 71 points this year. And he's a defenseman. Uh, and then they have a guy like Mike Hoffman, that was 61 team, points. Didn't Sorry? Didn't he lead the team? Yeah, led Carlson? the team yeah. in scoring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But then we have the guy that we all want to watch because we hate him, and that's oh. Mr. Burroughs oh. in an Ottawa Senators jersey. Oh. oh, I've got someone else for you. Dion Phaneuf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be chirping. That guy's going to be a monster in the play. I'm, I, I've been saying this to a few people. That guy, for me, is one of the defensemen to watch because he has playoff experience. He is actually scarily a good defenseman, and a lot of people don't think he is. A lot of people see that he doesn't put up big numbers, but if you look at the things that he does, he does everything defensively pretty well. Yeah, And he can give uh, you 20-plus minutes a night. And that's... Yeah. Yeah, elite minutes like it's nothing. So, I mean, I'd look for him to be throwing his body around and playing a pretty offensive game. I, so, I'd look for him to be the guy that they have against Marchand. 
yep, for the whole yeah. series. That I, the, the, I believe that'd be the matchup, him against Marshan, the whole series. Yeah. The problem is, the thing that I see with Otto is the deadly from the blue line, the deadly from the forwards. You, you, there's not much you can do except play a perfect game against them to beat them. Yeah. They've got another defenseman, Cody CC, who's uh, yeah, he's got, he's young got and good, yeah. yeah, really good puck moving so defenseman. Those, those are the guys to, to keep an eye out for, um, just just for uh, uh, what what Cassidy's probably going to focus his attention on. Like he's going to be putting, he's going to. It's the first game in Ottawa, so we're not going to get the last line change. So we're we're not going to get all the matchups we want. Ottawa's yeah. going to be matching up against us, but I'm sure when it comes back to Boston, you're going to have more Nash. Out on the ice every time Hoffman and those guys are on that ice. Yeah. That's another one to watch out for, uh, Mike Hoffman. That yeah. guy's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fast. Really yeah. fast. Yeah. I think him and uh, Bobby Ryan. Is Ryan playing? Uh, is he back? I, I wasn't sure whether he was back yet I'm or not he's sure still either. out. I think, he, I, think he just, I think he just played the last game. Right. So I mean, Ryan is a goal scoring machine. So my guy, my guy, gotta... not not in the playoffs though. Well, yeah. <laughs> my my guy to watch is Kyle Turris. Uh, he he can be one of those um, roller coaster players that can show up or, or completely fade away from a, a sixty minute effort. But uh, something to watch out for. He also is very good on his draws. Yeah. So we yeah. already we already have we already have the best on the draws, but yep. they got one too. Yep. Yeah. So and I, I think I think just watching out for that bottom six of their forward core because they're fast. They're real fast. The top six are goal scorers. They're all goal scorers. They're all good with their hands. They're all pretty slow skating people but other than Hoffman but if you look at the bottom six they're quite young they're quite fast the only guy who's not fast is Burroughs but he's shown that he can put up points this season so I think the bottom six is the key I think we yeah. just got to grind them out alright anything else boys go Bruins <laughs> maybe, maybe do I I think players who are going to produce the most on the Bruins during first se- uh, first series. Oh, who's, okay. your, who's your goal scoring leader? Critchy. Critchy? Oh, for goals? Like pure yeah, just goal scoring? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to have to go with, I, I know it's, like I said it before, I'm going to have to just go with the Dark Horse here because it is the playoffs and I'm going to go with Nash. What, what's yours, Mark? I'm... Huh. This is a good question. I, I'm uh, I, just by leadership, and I think this guy's gonna bring a whole different element to what it means to be Bruins hockey in the postseason for a lot of the young players on this team. And uh, I, I'm gonna go with Bergeron. Yeah, that's my pick as well. Uh, I think Bergeron becomes this different animal when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, I think he's already an all-round player, but once he starts throwing his body around and jumping in front of shots, he just he relishes it. So, uh, now, okay. You talk about guys putting body around. Yeah. The guy that everybody's gonna be so happy with is David Backus. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna be killing people. <laughs> oh, he's so good in the playoffs. Like so good, he puts everything on the table, and that's what we need. That's I. That's why they signed him. It had yeah. nothing to do with the regular season. It had nothing to do with his position. They wanted him to make the playoffs, yeah, and they wanted him. Plus, you got to get there first. They you did though. Yeah, it doesn't right, matter right. now. They got yeah. there. But you, I, if you look back as well during his times in St. Louis, he, this is another guy who will play hurt. If he's hurt, that, he won't show it. It'll just go. It'll go straight through it. So I mean, that that top line isn't going anywhere all playoffs long. I don't think. Unless Marshan gets suspended again. Oh, God. I hope not. Which you... Well, hey, oh my God. the last time, guys, the last time we beat Ottawa, I was at the game at the Garden, and that was when Marshawn did his stupid, stupid trip right before the uh, the uh, Winter Classic. That was the last was that time. the guy on where he turned on ball wiki? Yeah, and lifted yeah. him up in the air. That was the last oh. time we beat Ottawa. Yeah. Wow. 
That was a really bad. That was a dangerous well, hit. Anything to be cost, fair. cost us the playoffs. Yeah, not taking it but, back. I mean, okay. One one more question. Yeah. Um, we got time because I think I, I think this will definitely vary. Um, what what do you see the point production being like from like our first year players? So a guy like McAvoy. Um, if you look at it, if if Achari plays, I mean Achari, I'd, I'd probably class as so a first-year guy. He's going to get the most points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, for me, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to see a kid like Toronto really step in. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, he might not be here next year. Uh. Well, you know how Boston is. If a player, if guy doesn't play well in the playoffs, all of a sudden they're going to find a problem to get rid of him. I think, to be fair, he's more likely to be here than a Jimmy Hayes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, right. that, that goes without saying, but uh, yeah. I, I have to go with McAvoy just because of the pedigree and what he's done in big key situations. I've only watched him in the World Juniors, and geez, he's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm going to go with if this signing happens today or tomorrow. I'm going to go with Anders Bjork if he shows up in Boston. Oh, God. Bonkers for I, Bjork. Yeah, well. I, I, I'm so sorry, but that guy is just something else to watch. Oh, yeah. No doubt. His, his speed in a playoff team would be one thing I would love. And especially, like, I would put him in over a guy like Vetrano. Even though Vetrano's played all year, he hasn't produced yeah. Um, and I think a guy like Bjork, if he came in, I think would relish the chance of being straight into playoff hockey. Uh, and he went deep in uh, with the NCAA. So, yeah. I mean, he's still in the frame of mind for playoff hockey. So, it'd be good to watch. But yeah. if, if he doesn't make it, I think definitely McAvoy. I think he's going to put up a lot of assists in this first season. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Now, from... So the lines have been mentioned. Do it. So JFK is the lines for tonight. So we got Marshan Bergeron Backus, Stafford Krejci Pasta, Schaller Moore Nash, Vitrano Spooner Bolesky. So JFK is not even in the lineup. It's probably a size issue. So then you got Char McQuaid, Miller, McAvoy, Miles, and Colin Miller. So Jimmy Hayes is playing the fourth line. Yeah. So he's back. No, Jimmy Hayes isn't playing. I didn't say his name. Bolesky, I thought you Spooner. said Jimmy Hayes. No, no. Bolesky, Spooner, and Petrano are the fourth line. Ooh, that. What? That's a... Really? Yeah. Wow. You got, you got well, it is Dom- a playoff. Yeah, I understand Dom- that. Dominic Moore is the third line with Nash and Schaller. Oh, my God, Mark, you got your wish. <laughs> oh my Four god lines of skill and, and depth oh my god it's finally happened hey Bolesky's a playoff guy so and Bolesky oh my god can you imagine <laughs> how many hits he's gonna throw tonight oh man but a... Bolesky Bolesky since he's scra- been scratched every game he has played he has thrown probably twice as many hits as he used to oh he comes back with a be- yeah yeah he, I, he has I been noticed... a train he also has been really good at hitting hitting air uh, and missing the check because he's oh, yeah. trying to hit everything that moves. <laughs> but the thing is, he's trying to throw big Sight. hits. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he, there was one where he like basically jumped back first towards someone, totally missed, hit the glass, looked <laughs> like he was trying to celebrate a goal. But I give him an A for effort because, I mean, if he connects with one of them hits, the guy's out. That guy is a truck. Um, and I think he's going to be good. I think we're going to see a lot of scrapping tonight I think there's going to be a lot of handbag fights where a fight doesn't actually happen but I think there'll be a few guys throw down as well and Bolesky's probably one of them yeah for me tonight's game is going to be one of those um, uh, let's just say trial by error I, I believe they're going to really try to I mean feel each other out I know they had four games in the regular season to um, to figure out what's, what's going to be brought into this series, but um, I think uh, games 3, 4, and 5 are going to be way more important and more aggressive than this one. That's just my thought, though. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think completely different. I think they're just going to go in there Balls out. with a lot of hatred and yeah. game one is just going to be a bloodbath. There's going to be a lot of hitting, a lot of scrapping. Oh, and there's going to be so much chirping. Oh, oh yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but the I, funny I, thing I, is I, the guys I, on Ottawa that you, ex- the guys that, that you expect to kind of chirp are all useless at it. Oh, no one and, can beat Marshan. And the be- guys, well, no one could beat Marshan, but I, I guarantee that if uh, Thornton was still here, <laughs> like, he was one of the best at it. I, I wish they'd just... I wish they'd have just made him like a bench well, coach. Yeah, it would so be awesome if the, if the guy could keep his skill. But, you know, you deteriorate as no, you get older. No, I don't mean him as a player, but I mean just have him somewhere on the bench just chirping players because he's so funny. But we all have different opinions on the grizzled veterans of the Bruins. Well, I, yeah. Unfortunately, my opinion's always the uh, when they're too old, hit the road jack. <laughs> Take them out back and uh, treat them like old yeller. Yeah, make it go away. <laughs> uh, talking about Anders Bjork, uh, from yep. and this isn't confirmed at all. And I'm not trying to be one of those guys that thinks he's in the in the room the of closed door uh, conversations, but. From my understanding is he might be interested in taking advantage of the professionals not going to the Olympics next season and yeah. might and might want to be a pro the following August after his senior year at Notre Dame. That's yeah. just a scenario right now. And like I said, it's unconfirmed. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not, but that's what I'm reading so far from uh, a lot of uh, sports writers that are uh, here in Boston. Yeah. So let's just touch on that. Yeah, I, like I'm not. I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether he will sign. Uh, and I think the only way he does sign is if he is part of the playoff roster. And yeah, with with the players that we've got, maybe not. So, but you know I would what... like to see if there is an injury. I would like to see a player like. Jesse Gabriel come up because I think he'd be perfect for this scenario. Now, 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 do you think Gabriel would overpass a guy like Jake DeBrusque? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For what he brings to the table. Yep. No, I, because I, Jake DeBrusque, Jake DeBrusque isn't a. He's not. He's not going to throw his body around like Gabriel is. Even though Gabriel's probably smaller than Jake DeBrusque. Uh. He's willing to throw the body around. Yeah. And I think he knows how to take a hit better than DeBrus would. That's a valid point. Valid. Yeah. And I think, the, I, to be honest, with the way that I've seen DeBrus play in Providence this season, seems like they're molding him to be more of a, a goal scorer yeah. than what he was in juniors. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a pest in juniors and he had a lot of penalty minutes. And we haven't seen that from him in Providence, so. All right. Uh, coming up on an hour, I think it's time for some yeah. prospect prospect updates, if I can battle through this. It's fired at the net, just missed by JT Comfort. Here's Notre Dame back the other way. Bjork fires, scores. Notre Dame ties it up. Picked off there by Gilbert. Taken back by Greenway. To the middle. McAvoy scores! Unloads a one-timer. And it's a 3-1 lead for the Terriers. Working his way out of the right wing, poked it by Petsig, he's right in, Kodrak has all, what a goal! Zachary Sinishin with a spectacular individual effort. 
the Providence Bruins have three games remaining in their 2016-17 uh, season. Uh, they have 73 games played so far. They're 43-21-5-4 with 95 points. They're third in the Atlantic Division, third in the Eastern Conference, nine behind Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins. Um, they, they have a game tonight against the Springfield Thunderbirds on the road. They have a game Friday against Lehigh Valley on the road. And to finish on the road on Saturday against the Hershey Bears. Uh, the OHL playoffs. Zach Senishin of the St. Saint Saint, Saint Marie Greyhounds. Sue St. Marie. There you go. <laughs> I heard you trying to trying to do the correction. Um, had four points in five games against the Flint Firebirds in uh, the first round, but in four games against Owen Sound in this second round series has failed to register a point. Um, game five is uh, Friday night for him and the Greyhounds. Game six is Sunday night. And game seven is Tuesday, the 18th. Uh, that series is currently tied at two. Uh, there's a, re- a real battle of home victories. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie took the first two at the SR Arena. And now in um, Owen Sound, they are down two games. So uh, it's been fun hockey to watch, but frustrating not to see my boy get points. Uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playoffs, uh, Jeremy Lawson of the Ruin Miranda Huskies uh, had six points in his first series against Halifax in five games. And in the second round playoff against Shikudemi, has four helpers in three games. And is back on the ice for game five tonight. That series is two to one in second round. Uh, continued with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, Jacobs Borrell, the St. Jog Sea Dogs, has one assist in three second round playoff games against Valdor. Next game is tonight as the Sea Dogs look to sweep the best of seven series. And that's it for my prospect update. <laughs> well, you were right. Sure. Yeah, you were right when I when you were, when you were telling me that the uh, without the NCAA prospects that it's going to be sweet, short, yeah, sweet. Really gonna be short, and this is perfect timing since I had my surgery on um, uh, uh, last Wednesday, a week from tonight. Uh, that's perfect because I don't really want to talk much anymore. <laughs> but ah, I don't, I don't know where else to go from here. Anybody else got some? Um... Well, I guess we we do have to give our predictions on the series. Oh and, yeah, I was and... about to say that. <laughs> nice, we got to do it. All right, who's up first? I'll, since I brought it up, I'll go. Nice. Um, I think it's going to be Bruins to six. <laughs> I Oh, my God. I I said Bruins six or seven. All right. I'm going six. It's, it's six. not going seven games. I'm going six. Yeah. Rob, are you going six? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go six. And I'm bringing the devil horn. We're going six, 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 baby. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've been talking about... Um, Six game series for about uh, <coughs> since we actually knew that the uh, the Bruins were going to be in the playoffs. So. Yeah, it's like going to be it's going to be a long one. Yeah. I know Carlson's going tonight. Like it literally was just put on Twitter that Carlson's a hundred percent going tonight. But uh, I can see the Bruins pegging in on him, and I, I just I think he's injured. He, he was having a hard time doing lateral movements. I think he's playing injured, and he's not always been known as the guy that does this. And I think. One bad hit, he's gone. And you think he'll be going Saturday? Because I, I, I think someone's going after him. Berleski will have his sights on him oh, all sure. night long. If he has his head down once behind the net, boom, gone. And I, I know it's bad. Uh, like I never, wa- I never wish an injury on any player. Um, I, I love hockey as a sport, and I think anyone who wishes injuries on players is is just dumb. Yeah, uh, get a You want to see the best out of both teams. Yeah, uh, I don't want to watch the Bruins just absolutely dominate nine nothing each game because it'd be boring to watch. Yeah, it won't uh, happen in the Ottawa series. Don't worry. Yeah, so I, I just think I think they're gonna they're they're gonna aim for guys like that and guys like Cody CC and the younger defenseman. I think 
they'll be aiming for them as well behind the net and looking to uh, like put that thought in the mind that they need to keep the heads up and they need to be watching out for the hits because it puts them off the game then. If they're looking <coughs> trying to figure out if a guy's about to hit them, they're not looking at where the puck is and they're not handling it properly. So yeah, makes good Bruins hockey that. Well said. Yeah. Uh, I just want to hear quickly predictions for who wins the cup. Um, I know we're all going to say Bruins really. No, I'm not. not. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, I, 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 it's bad enough well, that I didn't, I didn't pick the Bruins to even make the playoffs at the beginning of the season, as Court has so nicely uh, yeah. mentioned. Hey, just, just trying to keep you honest. <laughs> I think we, I still think we were correct without the coaching change. No yep. playoffs. I yep. said, I said 94 points, and they got 90. 95, I believe, yeah. so I was off by a Oh, court, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right, so who's who's going to who's gonna win it all? Who's going to take it all? I'm going to take this one for uh-huh. us. Sure. And uh, uh, I'm going to say it's going to come out of the West, and Chicago will have the cup. Ooh. Just because that's Ooh. my um, who I picked in my uh, uh, NHL playoff bracket challenge. Bracket. <laughs> Yeah. Go on, court. Uh, so for me, I am going with the first repeat in, I guess, like 11, 12 years. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Solid. Mm. Yeah, but it, it is a good pick. They got a lot of skill. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I guess who was? Yeah, go on. Are you going to say the Edmonton Oilers? Oh no, no. Okay, all right. First round. <laughs> I've, I've got them going out in the first round. Okay. They are not. They are not beating San Jose. I'm sorry. No matter who you're a fan of, yeah, they're not going. Uh, past. Rob, I are you aware that two players in the San Jose Sharks are probably not playing tonight? I don't they're... care. They're not going <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> it's Joe Thornton and Logan Couture. Wow. They're still. No, I mean, you could knock out their top six. Edmonton still aren't going to win. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at the black and gold, uh, I, I got Edmonton going. They, they're gonna I, I was just going to say, like, can you imagine if, like, McDavid goes out injured for them? Oh. Like, what team are, are they without McDavid? I don't know. I don't quite know. Um, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for left field. I'm going to put my bat back as far as I can and swing for the fences, and I'm going to go Washington. All these getting a cup. I really, wow. I, I think you got Holtby. He's playing insane. Uh, I think with with the additions that they made, that defense is nasty. They're not going to be able to keep hold of it next year. I think this is this is it. Like they have to win this year, or else they're rebuilding the team. Like not a, not a full rebuild, but I mean they're gonna have to go young next year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. That's a solid I think prediction. Gonna, the coach is gonna be on their ass, and if they go out in the first round, you might see a few big names traded away from there. So, yeah. Solid prediction. All right, boys. Uh, you guys want to wrap it up? Sure. All right. Um, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Black and Gold two seven seven. You can find Court at Court Lalonde. You can find Rob at Rob Forty Bruins, and uh, you can find the shows uh, personal. T- I mean, uh, show Twitter account Black the Letter and Gold Pod. Uh, again, thank you for listening. You can uh, find us on Apple iTunes. Please go and. Um, Subscribe and, and give us a rating. Uh, you can find us on Google Play, Player FM, uh, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, thank you again yeah. for putting up with my uh, my voice. Uh, it's just going to get better, but uh, I'm happy to be back. And I, I was really, really excited to, uh, to be with uh, the guys that have gotten this this show so far uh, ahead. So thank you very much, gentlemen. I think it's amazing that you've just done an hour and two minutes of talking and yeah. you're not going to be talking for another few weeks. So. You're, right. you're now officially Patrice Bergeron. 
<laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very Love. much, guys. You guys are the best. And, and like Love I said, us. you know, we can't do this without you. So. And we've all got to remember, let's go Bruins. That's it. Play let's go Bruins. Yeah. All right. Take care, everybody. for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.